Welcome on in to episode four of the Cats Corner podcast. My name is Max Gilman, and with me today we've got Tim Balk and Max Schumann, two of our other football writers. How's it going, guys? It's going as well as it could be after Northwestern lost to uh, almost dead, you say. Definitely could be going a little bit better for the football team. <laughs> yeah, that loss on Saturday was, uh, has, as they say, not good. No, it not wasn't. It, it, to put it in perspective, if Western Michigan had lost to Ole State, that would be a terrible loss for their program. We thought that Northwestern's loss to Western Michigan was bad. They took it to a whole new level on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Illinois State Redbirds visiting Ryan Field on Saturday. Uh, final score, 9-7. to Wildcats lose on a last-second field goal. Fall to 0-2 on the season. And... There's just a whole host of problems on the offense and the defense. Uh, they played a little bit better on defense this week than they did against Western Michigan. Again, though, Illinois State is an FCS team, and Western Michigan could have a pretty good offense this year. Um, but, Max, what was what was the biggest thing you saw that went wrong on Saturday? I think, number one, and you heard it from Fitz uh, in the post-game press conference and again today, um, the offensive line was just shredded by an FCS team. Illinois State's a good FCS team, but still, by an FCS team's defensive line. Um, they got nothing going running the ball. Justin Jackson, 11 carries for 39 yards before he left in the fourth quarter with an injury. Um, I, it was it was kind of tough to watch at times, them trying to get, get things going on the ground and not being able to. And, uh, I mean, that it's just hard to establish anything with an offensive line playing that poorly. Particularly disheartening just watching Illinois State, little, little defensive line compared to Northwestern's offensive line, and they, they whipped Northwestern's offensive line, no other way to put it. Yeah, Northwestern really struggled up front in the trenches um, on both sides of the ball, more so in the first half in, on defense, um, and then in the second half the defense played a little bit better. But uh, Redbirds outgaining Northwestern 372 to 277 in total offense. Clayton Thorson... Uh, through a career high pass, through a career high forty-one pass attempts, only completed seventeen of his passes, and for only a one hundred ninety-one yards, he did have a nice ten-yard touchdown pass to Austin Carr for the Wildcats only score. But the running game is where it, the offensive line really hurt Northwestern. Uh, Justin Jackson, only eleven carries, for thirty-nine yards. Northwestern as a whole, thirty-one carries for eighty-six yards. They averaged two point eight yards per carry. And the the running game is Northwestern's identity as a football team. Like, in order for Northwestern to be successful, they need Justin Jackson to run the ball well. And the offensive line just didn't let them do that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Clayton Thorson might be a little bit more improved, a little improved over last season, but having him throw the ball 41 times is a big ask. Um, so it's a team that needs to get off the, get off the bus running the ball, and uh, they weren't able to do it today, or on a Saturday, and that just really made it hard for them to get anything going, you know. Yeah, it's sort of perplexing. It's sort of a mystery, right? Because Northwestern ran the ball last year with sort of a rotation of different guys in the offensive line. Every week they were putting different guys out there because of injuries. You thought they'd have more stability this year, and with that we've seen more stability. Uh, uh, same unit week one, week two. Looks like it'll be the same group of guys week three. Yeah, uh, on the on the depth chart, it's been the same five starters for the first three weeks. Yeah, but consistency hasn't hasn't been a cure, um, and it's hard to say 
what's going on, but... Do you think it's any one specific lineman's fault, or is it just like a whole... Is it like a group thing, or just not working together? I thought Blake Hance really struggled on Saturday, but no, nobody was good. Nobody they nobody was opening up holes for Justin Jackson. Uh, the pocket was collapsing on Blake Thorson. Big holding plays. Um, it's, it's hard to peg it on anyone specifically, because none of them are playing particularly well. Yeah, on the offensive line, it's a lot of it um, isn't even so much just about one-on-one blocks. A lot of the things that offensive line, like the things that make an offensive line successful, are about um, combination blocks and chemistry between the guys and communication between the guys, and just pretty much nothing was working for them uh, on Saturday. So it wasn't necessarily one guy. I think everyone in that position group has to take a long look at how they played. Um, and try to come out better because there's really no way around it. They need to be better to be, to uh, win games. Win in any season. game against yeah. any team, <laughs> yeah, they I mean, have to if, be better than they would have said. You, if, yeah. Coming into the season, you had to look at the Illinois State game as the game they were most likely to win, and they didn't win it. So it makes, it, makes the other games questionable if the offense plays like this. Um, it makes it hard to see where the first win is going to come from, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think on the offensive line, I think Tommy Doles has done a decent job. The the sophomore, he he won, like, their Offensive Playmaker of the Week, the team's award for best offensive player. I think he did... Against Western Michigan. Against Western Michigan, yeah. Uh, in Illinois State, he did fine. Nothing really special. But, um, is a lot of the stuff, a lot of the... Re- or One of the biggest reasons that Northwestern was so good last year was that they were 8-0 in games decided by 10 points or fewer. So far this year, they've lost both games by a combined three points. Is Do you guys think that luck is a bit of a factor here? I mean, it's got to be 100%. Um, week one, the f- Thorson's fumble at the goal line, that kind of freaky play, um, if it had gone a different way, they would have at least had a good chance to win, if not... Uh, pulled off the win, and then even in the Illinois State game, I mean, they were ahead. The field goal bounced off the left upright uh, in the last seconds to uh, to end up losing the game. Uh, In a different day, the wind a little bit different, that field goal might have missed, and they would have won. It wouldn't have been a convincing win. There still would have been a lot of questions about the way the team played, but definitely luck matters, but being in a situation where luck has to matter makes you wonder uh, about the team. Right. I would say they haven't been lucky, but um, Fitz sometimes talks about the football gods, and they deserve to lose both of their games so far this year. They were outplayed both weeks. Yeah, I don't and think that that's a question. negative 100 yards total offense. Sure, they could have won either of them, but I think in a lot of the close games last year, they they outgained their opponents. Um and maybe they were lucky, maybe they weren't. But they so just, you're saying that they were better last year, but they were also I, lucky. I'm saying they were better in their close games. Okay. Um, and they were lucky against Wisconsin last year. They shouldn't have won that game, but they did outplay Wisconsin. So in a in a weird way, I would say that justice is being served last year and has been served so far this year. Yeah, I don't think that um, as a Northwestern fan, you can complain too much about luck this season based on the way the teams played. Yeah, the team, 
definitely struggling um, just all around. Uh, Justin Jackson had a really good first week, not so good this week. Um, he was he left uh, week one, uh, not week one. He left the game against Illinois State on Saturday in the fourth quarter. We saw a lot of Austin Anderson um, in the fourth quarter over John Moat in the fourth. Uh, Justin Jackson said at the press conference this afternoon that he's going to do everything he can to get ready for the game. Um, he's listed as a starter on the depth chart, um, but he, they didn't really go into specifics about what the injury was. Do you think he'll be in top form again against Duke? Uh, I mean, without knowing how exactly what the issue is, it's hard to know if he, he'll be in top form. Um, I would be surprised if he didn't play um, just based on the fact that he went up there during the press conference and said that he was going to try to play. Fitz said that he said that he was going to play. Um, I don't think that they would be bringing it up as much if he weren't going to play. Hard to know how effective he'll be, though. Probably won't be effective if the line can't block for him. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Duke is, while Duke isn't great, they're a lot better than Illinois State. Um, Duke, coming off of a home loss to Wake Forest, 24-14. to We were talking about this a little bit before the podcast, you and I, Tim. Um, how Duke's redshirt freshman quarterback with Thomas Sirkout, their new quarterback, Threw the ball, I think, 48 times against Wake Forest. He threw for about 330 yards and uh, no touchdowns and an interception. Um, just what what does Northwestern have to do in order to not start 0-3? Um, the pass defense, we, we focused on the offense, and the offense needs better, and they won't win games unless the offense is better than it was on Saturday. Um, the defense hasn't looked terrible, but it's a step back from where it was last year at this time. And I think a big part of that is Western Michigan and Illinois State have both had their way with Northwestern secondary through the year. Um, so far this year, Northwestern's given up 56 completions on 77 pass attempts for 505 yards. We saw a couple of interceptions from Northwestern secondary, which was good to see. But Northwestern's thin right now in the secondary with good injuries. Um, they're going to have to play better against it, even yeah, even even a freshman that, uh, quarterback. The uh, the secondary play is probably not going to get a lot better this week. Uh, Matthew Harris is out uh, with an upper body injury. We don't know what. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald declined to give any information other than the fact that he would be missing the Duke game at the press conference today. Um, and Alonzo Mayo, the retro freshman, who was one of the backups, uh, is also not listed on the on the two deep this week, so we can basically conclude that he won't be playing this week. Um, so it's going to be up to Montre Hardage and Trey Williams to start. And then there are two true freshmen listed as the backups. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're digging pretty deep on the depth chart right now to uh, find healthy cornerbacks, which is a little bit of a disappointment because going into the year, you would have thought that the secondary would be the team's best unit and with Watkins getting her before the season and now with Harris out um, it's kind of hard to know how good they would have been with the full complement of players but it's it's up to the guys who are left to try to pick up the pieces I guess. Let's talk about the defense a little bit more. Let, let, me, let me pose you this question. Of the three groups on the defense, the defensive line, the linebackers, and the secondary, which, which group do you think has been struggling the most? I think it's been different 
week one versus week two. I thought the defensive line was better week two. Okay, yeah. So then let's do like week to week. Which how do you think they've done? I thought week one the defensive front seven was very disappointing. Um, they couldn't really get pressure on Western Michigan, and Western Michigan did whatever they wanted. Um, Illinois State, um, there was more resistance to Illinois State's run game, and Illinois State's a traditionally run-heavy team. Um, the secondary got a couple picks, but on the whole, probably could have been better. Yeah, and just to underscore sort of the, the secondary's play, Obviously, they had two interceptions, uh, first two turnovers forced by Northwestern's defense this year. But it was kind of easy for um, Illinois State to complete passes. Not long passes. They didn't make a lot of huge plays. But it seemed like whenever they wanted, they could run yard. They could get nine or ten yards. Um, just running cornerbacks were more off the line, and they could run underneath routes and get yards. Montre Hardage, who was uh, got an interception in the end zone, he had nine tackles as a cornerback, which means that there were a lot of plays where his receiver caught the ball uh, in front of him. So he was able to make nine tackles, which isn't necessarily a good thing for a secondary player. So um, just something to think about going in, going forward, sort of uh, the underneath stuff has hurt Northwestern's defense. Right. And pretty crazy to think that, obviously, the defense shouldn't be put in a situation there where they have to close out the game against Illinois State. But on the other hand, they should be able to get a stop on the final possession. So that's got to be a concern at this point in the year. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough in those last, in the two-minute drill drives, um, when the offense gets gets to be in sort of a rhythm. Um, no huddle stuff. It's tough to always know where to be. Seems like more more often than you would expect, the team who needs to get the yards in late in the game ends up getting the yards they need. Um, but still, disappointing for the defense after only allowing one touchdown to give up the points at the end of the game. Yeah, the uh, the Illinois State game plan was very like short pass heavy, where they would just like do a little like short out routes to the sides, um, where Northwestern wasn't really playing a lot of press coverage. It seemed. The, the corners weren't, like, up against their receivers on the line, so they were able to get, like, these 5 to 10 yard, consistently get these 5 to 10 yard uh, passes. Ow. Um, but, anyways, uh, going over, going back to today's press conference, um, there was a lot of, I guess, repeating of what they said last week. Um, in terms of like, oh yeah, we just got to do this next week. We just gotta, you know, go one and zero every week. Go one and zero every week. Small um, opportunities to go one and zero. That's Justin Jackson. Said. So the, the the team has gone zero and two. At what point do you think they start playing with a higher sense of urgency? I mean, you would like to think this week, right? Um, it's a. I mean, it's a common uh, thing that you'll hear from teams that lose um, a game or a few games in a row that's like, oh, we need to get back to the basics. We just need to execute better. If we execute better, then we'll be fine, which is true in a sense, but it's also something that's something that's harder to like control going into a game. Um, so you would like to think that 
the like next week against Duke, it, it they'll play better, but hard to really say. I'm not sure if it's an urgency thing. I think that they were urgent to win the game at the end against Illinois State and urgent in Western Michigan. I think there's urgency. I one of the things that we've heard a lot in the press conference is that they're just playing tight. They're not having fun playing football. They're overthinking. They're trying to do too much. That seems to be what we're hearing at the press conference. I don't know if that's the problem or if there's some other problem. Obviously, offensively, there's seems to be some schematic problems, um, play-calling problems, but it's hard to pinpoint a specific thing. I think that this team is urgent, I think, when you're 0-2 and you're coming up a 10-2 season. I guess, I, yeah, I guess, I guess sense of urgency was a weird way to phrase it. It was more like... When will they start like, to play better? Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine, Max. <laughs> um, losing to an... I, I still can't even believe this. A Big Ten team lost to an FCS team. I mean, it's, a, it's incredible. They were ranked 12th in the country going into the bowl game last year. Mm-hmm. They're, they have to be considered the worst team in major college football at this moment, right? Re- I, really? Kansas. I don't there know. Some, there are some... I mean, you, Kansas you're gonna, you're did throw, throw Northwestern into that, into that ring? Well, the... the <laughs> You know what separates bad teams from terrible teams? The bad teams close out FCS teams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, right now, at this moment, Northwestern has to be in that conversation. You think Northwestern could be Rutgers? They, they could beat Rutgers. I don't know. They, last, the way they, they played could. on Saturday, they would not have beaten Rutgers, I don't think. Rutgers, of course, the laughing stock of the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> fell behind to Howard early, but managed to go on a 52-0 run after... Going down 14-0. Howard's a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't Northwestern schedule Howard? Yeah, know? it seems so obvious in hindsight. Um, it was too much fun. So, game against Duke. Uh, 7 p.m. start at Ryan Field. Uh, the student section will be out in full force this week. The freshmen will be in full Well, yes, the, the freshmen that, will be there. The freshmen uh, will be there. Some of them possibly against their will. Um... Many of them, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a prime time game. This is a game at night under the lights, which we don't get a lot of in Evanston. Um, what What do you think the atmosphere will be like at the stadium? It'll be better than Illinois State was the worst atmosphere I've ever seen in Ryan Field, <laughs> and it was the game. It was, it was the, I think. Probably half the crowd was asleep by the third quarter. It was. A, I think it'll be better. It was almost scoreless. At I half think time. that there'll be a, or as far as for a northwestern student section, relatively raucous student section because the students are back. They'll be tailgating. They'll they'll come out in in relative to the what you'd think. I think it'll be a decent turnout. But I, I think that it'll be a better atmosphere. It might be one of the better atmospheres Northwestern has all year. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Max? Uh, I mean. The way to get a good atmosphere is to have the home team play well. So if Northwestern comes out and struggles, then the crowd won't be as engaged. Um, if they don't, then... Or if they do, then the crowd will probably be into it. But i got to say, if it's a repeat of Illinois State in terms of the gameplay where every team punts every single time, the student section will, will thin out by the third quarter. It, it would probably be hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think last year's incoming freshmen uh, were a bit spoiled in terms of Northwestern sports. Oh, absolutely. The, the football team went 10-2. and two, The men's basketball team won 20 games. Um, that doesn't happen, or that I don't think that's ever happened 
because Northwestern only had like their second 10 win season ever. Yeah, the men's basketball and the men's basketball team won 20 games for the first time. Second. So I we're I don't think we're going to be seeing a repeat of that this year. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see like well, they, how the how the expectations for the freshmen. And it'll, it'll be interesting to watch the freshmen run out on the field. We'll see how many trip. <laughs> <laughs> Over under four or five. Four or five. The field isn't as I remember. Oh, that's true. Ryan the field, field looks the field, like the field wasn't isn't as uh, as thick as it used to be. So it's possible that it's more more of a fast track, and uh, the kids are able to stay up. Oh, they got they, that band of artificial turf around the field. Is that new? I'm not sure, but they managed to clean up all the construction around the dorms. So maybe they'll be able to clean up the field. Maybe. Maybe. That, that's a question we did not hear at the press conference this week. What's the deal with Ryan Fields' uh, <laughs> we, playing surface? We really weren't doing our job there. Right? Yeah. Not asking the important questions. All right. Uh, that'll just about do it for Cat's Corner. Um, for Max Schumann, Tim Bach, Max Gelman, thank you so much for listening.